It's Positive Spark Plug time, and I'm your host, Candice, and I am so fired up for you guys today, for I have a very special guest, Kate Skinner on, and wow, this girl is truly a life impact coach. She does not just focus in on one area of the health for she knows that it is the whole person that you need to work with in order for that person to become their very best self. And she does it with such passion, with such care and with such preciseness in how she delivers her products, her services, her value. And I'm so pumped for you guys to hear it. Let's get to it. Hello, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. I am so excited to have you on the Positive Spark Plug podcast. I'm excited to learn all about your journey, the way that you empower women, the way that you run your business, and just overall wellness. I'm really, really excited. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait. I love Ooh. these. I love the positivity and finding the spin on things. And so I'm super excited to chat with you today. I'm very, very excited. Um, to begin, uh, my first question that I've started asking is, what are your three favorite emojis or the three emojis that best describe you and why? I love this. Okay, one of my favorites is the little stars that kind of look like when you, like, throw glitter. <gasps> yep. But not real glitter because no one wants to vacuum that up. Um, <laughs> I love the fire emoji, probably just because it's spicy and I like it. Yeah. Ooh, a third one. I love all the different heart ones. I'm sure everyone uses those. I do like the confetti one because I love to be like, woohoo, to people and celebrate them. So... Probably those three, but I'm sure the top so many used are like 15. So, but definitely the glittery one. I love that one. It's like the, nice. the positive vibes one. Yes, yes. I like it. I like it. So, for my listeners, you have your own business. It's a wellness business. You are very big on empowering women. But I would like to get to know a little bit about you and your journey leading up to your creation of your business and why did you fall towards this avenue of career? Ooh, so I am also a registered massage therapist and I have an online membership business called Heal Your Body From Home and I'm working on expanding with that. So there's kind of a long story and short at the same time. I knew I wanted to get into a career that I got to help people and really make a difference in their life and that's what led me to my massage work. Then once I get into being a massage therapist, in the same time frame of like a three-month period of moving, starting my massage career, I was diagnosed with celiac disease, which is when you can't eat gluten and it's an autoimmune disease. And that really made me look at health differently and food differently. And I don't work with food and nutrition, but it made me start to look at health as more than just, you know, I love my massage work, but I'm like, I need to dig deeper into wellness. And then I got into teaching group fitness at my local YMCA, which I loved. I don't do anymore currently. It's not a done forever, but for right now, it's too much on my plate. And then getting into massage and working with other women who were really trying to make a difference. And we always have had this thought of 
how can we help more people with not doing one-on-one -on -one work? And I've struggled with this for years, and I have an amazing uh, life and business coach, and she was like, hey, you have so much to give. Why are you not putting this online? And then through the pandemic, having three months off, Heal Your Body From Home started, which is my online membership, which is all of my movement-based exercises. So stretching, strengthening, posture work. So that's where some of my wellness work has now evolved into. And now I'm looking at a stress relief series. So it's kind of have, I feel like I'm just at the beginning of the wellness business. Um, cause my massage business is full and I love it, but it's like, how can I evolve what I'm doing and help more people? And that's where this has taken me to. Yes. It's been a journey. Yeah. That's exciting. So for your massage was, was that something that like you knew you wanted? So like you knew you wanted to help people, but like, did you know massage? Like, were you just like what made you think massage because when you think of helping someone there's lots of different avenues right and massage is intimate in a way you're now touching somebody and stuff so what made you think massage was your best first avenue in the health the health industry when i was in high school i played volleyball and i remember my mom took me for a massage we used to do these tournaments and i would get so sore after and I just drilled the massage therapist with questions for an hour. I was like, this is so cool what they do. And I love to connect with people. And I realized they really had that opportunity. And then they told me what school they went to. And I went and did a student for a day. And I'm like, this is it for me. But a lot of people like my story of when I was like, really young my grandmother used to pay me like two dollars to rub vaseline on her feet and i never minded doing it so it kind of seems like it clicked a long time ago <laughs> that's amazing, that's amazing. <laughs> that was my start so my first job was that so i it kind of years later makes sense yes that's awesome that's awesome yeah so when you were thinking of like massage, were you in it because you wanted to help people with recovery because you knew how important it was for you? Or were you just like, hey, this is a good way to, to connect? I think a little bit of both. Like I think at the time getting into massage, a part of me didn't really know how it would look. And I've been a massage therapist for six years. And if you asked me six years ago what my massage career would look like, even two years ago to now being like it's full i love movement i like mindset work and now i'm focusing so much on online and wellness i don't know if i would have put all of that together so i think it's been bit by bit of just learning who i am to know what i want to give because i don't i mean i started my massage for the week i turned 20. like i don't think you always know who you are until you really get to um explore that which has been fun yeah so let's talk about exploring so you started off and you were doing massage and then you started kind of going into it's heal your body from home yeah that's my membership yeah. i started that last year so was that because covid hit and you weren't able to see like your clients with massage so you started to see how you can avenue out to help them or was it something that you've always wanted to do and kind of covid was able to kick you in the butt to do it both both? Both. I knew, I, I looked back in a journal from 2018 and I was on a little retreat with my colleagues and it was like, I want to help people 
more people with less time and make a bigger impact. And the next part was like, I don't know how to do this. And then I started working with a life and business coach. And then when COVID hit and she's really been pushing me in a positive way of like, you have so much to give. How are you going to do this? And she helped kind of spark some ideas in me. And then when COVID hit, I had so much time on my hands. I finally had the time to dive into it and listen to all the podcasts on courses to memberships to how did I want to run it and how do I run something that when I go back to work it can run itself smoothly and it's not going to be like two jobs in one because going back after COVID was the job felt a little bit different so I didn't want to overwhelm myself so kind of a little bit of all of it. Let's go a little bit into that so you how do you how do you run the program is it like a when you join the membership do they have, do they get to decide what kind of membership they're going for? So like, is, do you have like a stretching or like, is it all kind of combined? Right now, a lot of it's combined. So when you log in and join, there's like a start here module to kind of give you a gist. Do you use hot, cold when things are sore? And then you can dive in and there's stretching, every muscle group in the body, all in video form, me explaining it. Strengthening and stability, improving posture, mobility exercises, safe quote, safe foam rolling, because that can be not so safe on the internet. Um, yeah. And now I'm working on, I'm looking at starting to do like a Q&A every month with people so they can ask questions and any webinars I've done, I put on there. So it's this amazing portal of everything. And now I'm kind of looking at how can I branch a little bit from there and do some couple Zoom series and help people in different ways to but bring them back as like, if you want my home base for me, it's my membership and I'm going to start to add wellness into that too. So it's kind of forever evolving. I add more to it every month. Nice. So it just keeps growing. Yes. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. So do you have, what would be your like ideal client to go there? Or do you have, is it kind of just for anybody that's looking to just kind of make their body feel better? I definitely have like ideal clients that when they hit the membership, they excel from it. And it's any gender. It doesn't seem to be whichever gender you are. It doesn't seem to fit in any category, but it's people who want to learn how to move better to improve their quality of life for long-term results. So if you're dealing with shoulder pain and you kind of like go to an appointment and then don't do anything for four weeks and then go back and it still hurts and you don't know what to do in that middle, I've kind of created something to fill that middle gap so you aren't lost. Because so many people get lost in their pain, then their mindset is kind of crappy, they don't feel good, they're not connecting to themselves and other people, they just feel like no one feels good in pain. So I wanted to create that gap of here, now you have something between appointments, it doesn't matter if I'm your massage therapist or if you're going to anyone else for anything and you need something to help you. Or maybe you're just regularly active and you get minor aches from some tension and you want to look at some different stretching or stability options to help with that. It's all there. Yes. Why is it so important for people to be able to move properly and freely and without pain? Quality of life. It's really important to me. Like, if your quality of life is where you want it, everything gets better from there. I mean, imagine you're sitting at your desk, maybe someone is listening to this, your neck is driving you crazy, 
Six people are coming to you with questions that you probably know the answer to, and you just start irritated. That's why we can't live in pain, because that feeling right there is so limiting, and we get so, or limited, and we get so stuck. So yeah. that feeling alone, like if you can just put yourself in that headspace, you're like, I can't live here. That's why I think they need, they need to join and be better so they can move to what is their body's best. Yes. So I want to talk about because we we have we have a, a a tendency to you know feel something in a certain area, but that doesn't always necessarily mean that's where it's coming from. So how do you, as a coach, how do you help people understand that the body is connected more than just like here's my shoulder and it hurts? How do you help somebody understand that we not only have to work the shoulder, but we have to work the muscles and the body around it? I tend to talk that out in my videos. Like, uh, we'll go back to shoulder. So some of the shoulder pain work. Sometimes I tell people, like, you might want to look at some of the neck work, maybe neck stability if you're having issues in the shoulders. Maybe you want to look at some of the posture work. And then this is where there's the amazing opportunity of getting some monthly Q and A's going that you can ask me on zoom and we can just like totally chat through it. Yes. Yes. Um, now I want to get into the mindset because this is exciting because yeah, like you said, when our body is in pain or it's achy or it's not moving correctly, our mindset is definitely not at its peak or it's not at its finest. How do you help somebody save for an instant that is in a, a mixture of they're almost, you, you probably have had a client where they, they might do a little bit of work, but they won't put in the work because their mindset won't get them to move their body. You know how it's sometimes they're, they're, they can move their body and then their mindset shifts. But then there's some people that you have to shift their mindset in order for them to actually continuously move because they might come in and like you said, go to an appointment, move once, and then that's, okay, I moved but their mindset's not there. How do you help somebody who maybe like really needs the body movement, really needs that healing, but they're not getting it in their mindset. They're not understanding it within mm. their mind. How do you help them as a coach? One of the biggest things is there's so many different ways to move. We get stuck in the what we should do. And that's where I think people get so blocked is like, Say they want to start just moving for their mind, for their health, and just simple, just move. Maybe they don't have pain, but their health needs movement. They go, I should run because my friend is running, and she said it sh I should, and it was the best thing she did, so I should do that. I don't like it, but I should do it, like that should word. I'm like, yeah. I don't, it's not that I don't care what your friend's doing, I do, because they're a good influence that they're loving what they're doing, and that's amazing. And we need to like vibe, take that vibe of loving something and run with it. But maybe you're not going to be their running partner. Yeah. So sometimes I find I like to brainstorm with people of how have you moved in the past that made you happy? How have you moved that made you feel like time just disappeared? What have you done that felt good? And I mean, that can be snowshoeing. Maybe it's playing at the park with your kids or your friends' kids or your family members. Maybe it is going for a walk. Maybe it's kayaking. And again, like some of these things are seasonal for us in Canada, yeah. <laughs> like in the northern era. Some of these things are seasonal. So it's like, okay, just take that first thing and start there. 
What makes you happy? I don't care if it burns calories. I don't care if you sweat. What makes you feel good? And sometimes just asking that question will lead you to an answer you never thought you were going to get from them. And it's awesome. Like, I had a chat with someone the other day about stress relief. And I love movement, meditation, mindfulness. I'm like, well, what helps you relieve stress? They're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, well, what do you like to do? And then we, they, they took off on a few ideas, and I'm like, there we go. So they didn't correlate that maybe the way they moved made them happy in the same way that the way they did maybe art made them relieve stress. They didn't, people don't always put it together, yeah. so you can kind of help guide them with that. So take out maybe what, how they move, but maybe just what they do. What they do. Happy. What, I like how you said that should word. What word what should they what word should they put in there instead of should instead of i should do this it's i want to do this i want to you know and not i have to i mean have to might happen here and there but what do you want to do and if they say nothing what makes you happy what makes you feel good you know and i don't care if that's watching tv I don't care what their answer is. We can then break down, well, would you feel good if you could listen to podcasts? And if they're like, oh, I've never done that. I'm like, that's a great way to walk and time goes by. You know, just starting to get things shifting in that way. Yeah. So let's Mm. talk about mindfulness. For somebody that is maybe like has a hectic or for somebody maybe on the opposite end who is moving too much. Have you moving too much, always on the go, you know, maybe is the the person that who goes to the gym, but also it's like moving, 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 their work is hectic. How and their mind and you can tell that their mindset is also very hectic and all over the place. It might be controlled hectic in their mind, but you're like, Wow, you can see it. How do you help somebody calm their selves down so that they're more present in the moment and when they're doing stuff they're actually in the now yeah to help those people that like only feel productive when they're doing you have to help them find a way to find productivity and rest like have you ever heard with running slowing down speeds you up yes and you add that resistance and you slow down and you start to work on the slower, heavier movements, which sometimes it feels heavy for people to slow down. It makes you a faster runner and it's actually easy. So finding ways to be productive and resting, but it's so much about like giving yourself permission to rest and not think it's lazy. And maybe some people have to do, I don't know, vacuum before you chill and that makes you happy. But finding ways to rest maybe it's reading some people still feel productive when they read but they're resting i like to binge a good series on netflix but i don't feel much uh i I feel no pain and sitting on the couch for four hours it doesn't bother me but for someone else that's really hard so maybe you put them on to a documentary that maybe will help them with mindfulness or Maybe you just find something that they're going to think they're being productive while resting. Because no matter what they're doing, the rest is productive. But it'll make them kind of see it a little bit. Yes. I like that. And for the people who are moving and they're constantly working out and they don't give their body the rest or they don't know how to, how do you help them with their mindset? Like you said, slower goes. But how do you really, because for some people, that like rest 
Like they, they, there's no there's no rest day from the gym, right? And they'll go totally. in even with their bodies just like a mess. It's like can't move their back yeah, and they're in can't there, yeah. Move. And then they're going and they're pumping out more weight and then the next day you really see them and it's just like, oh my, how do you if for some people, how do you help them get into the mindset that when they take time, so maybe going to the gym and doing recovery work will help you. How do you help somebody that is very strong head? Because we have those types of people are very like, I find they're very like, nah, nah, I just need to do my workout. I rest when I'm not doing my workout. How do you help them understand that? If we do this type type of movement, which is still movement and can still be difficult, some mobility exercises and static movement and stuff like that can be a workout. If you if you put the tension in and stuff like that, how do you help some? Your sound turned off. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, I hear you. I can hear you. Am I good? Is that better? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, hold on. Am I good now? Yes. Okay. All good. I went I went <laughs> mute too and I realized I was mute too. So for somebody that like how do you help somebody um understand that you can go to the gym and do like um a mobility workout that is that can put strain and tension into your body but it's in a recovery type of way how do you help somebody understand and want to kind of dial back because those types of people i find are very strong heads they're like i i recover just naturally when i'm at the gym that's just my body I, I understand their mindset because I love their, like, to the point of stubbornness, determination. I like those people because I just, I feel you a little bit. But a way, so I like to work out before I do any work because it's my me time. Okay. So days that are, like, rest, days that are rest days, I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I'm, I cycle, I do some running, I do weightlifting, I do yoga. Um, I like to work out walks with the dog. So I like a mix of a lot of things. So sometimes I like to structure rest days as doing something like making sure it's the day I walk the dog. So I still feel like I got some movement in for my mental health. Another thing I do is um, some mornings I will yep. come down to my home gym and I've started to create a playlist that is just really chill music that I like. And I'll make it so it's like 20 to 30 minutes and I'll foam roll. I will stretch. And I will just sink into the movement. So I still feel like I got to give my body work. It just wasn't intense. And like knowing the intensity levels for our body. So that works for me. Another thing I've told a lot of people is cross training and having multiple ways you like to exercise is really healthy because not every day we're going to have high intensity energy levels. And that's super normal. Some people like combat that with like a lot of caffeine and teach their own. That's not my place. But having ways you can move that are a lot more gentle on your system as simple as a walk is really healthy. So maybe if you hate rest days and you have a friend that hates rest days, you guys both plan the same rest day and you just go for a walk together. So you feel like you were productive 
it's a lot gentler movement, but you still get that social aspect too. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I want to. I, I actually wanted I like that you said social because I find for a lot of people, movement and and exercise, um, and even hobbies. I find as as we get older. I like how you mentioned, like, well, what do you like to do? We as adults, we we tend to always be like, I don't know. That's like like some of our first answers, even though we do know. It's just because a time and life gets in our way, so we don't really have the opportunities like we did when we were younger to just go out and do them whenever we wanted to because they're fun and they're the way we play. But how do you? A lot of it is social. So how do you find it so that you can for some people it's only the social aspect that they need like they need that social aspect so how do you have it so that um someone new coming into your community connects with someone else because maybe that that they're they're coming in they might have one friend that's joining in with your community or might have a friend that may be not a part of your community but they do things with them how do you get people interacting and moving as a community within your membership hmm that's a good i need to work on that one i like that one i i i I don't have an answer for that one yet but i like it sometimes i tell people like you have a work friend that you can go for lunch with walks with but to have people within my own community like I live in a really small town, so sometimes I'll send people to, like, one of our gyms that has fitness classes to help people find community that way. But I don't always... See, I can't link massage clients together because of confidentiality reasons. Yeah. But through the membership, as that grows, that might be something I need to look into of, like, making it a... Every Thursday, everyone goes for a walk and lets us know how you felt because you're going to be anywhere in the world. So that's something to look into. I like that idea. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. I like it. Thank you. Add yeah, to my notebook. Yeah. Um. Cause yeah, for a lot of people, right? It's it's they get they go they have that like initial mindset they get in, but it's like they're searching for like the people that are also there, right? They're like, uh, if the people are good, I might be able to get into it a little bit more. But if I go in and I like it, but the people are not good, I still won't stay, right? Like they can like a program. Maybe it's a little bit harder online. I guess I'm in a gym, but like actually in a gym. But when you go in, if the group is not friendly or community, they don't, people they don't care if they like the workout if the the environment is not good they won't stay right so sometimes they'll stay if the environment's great but they might not very much like the workout that's on the board but they're like the community's great and the community pushes me and gets me moving so i'll do this i'll do this workout (laughs) this is where this is where i miss teaching group fitness because i could like just come join me for a workout you know and i love doing it it's just balancing my schedule but I, that's what I liked about teaching is you kind of get to create the environment and every instructor is different, but I had so much fun with it. It is. It is I, I want to do it again. I, and I do group fitness classes like on my own in my home on like online, like I'm participating in stuff and I've yeah. become a bit of like a homebody workout person because my job, I interact with people so much. Yeah. Um, but eventually it's not, it's not a done deal. I won't teach fitness again because it's, so it's really fulfilling it just is. to help people move and I just I loved it I did really like it when I was doing it 
Yes. So I want to talk a little bit more about um, mind-body connection. So how do you um, how do you help somebody get from out of their mind into their body? Because for some people, they don't have any awareness of their body. Like they know their body, but like I know some people, as soon as they put their hands over their head, they don't really know where their hands are. <laughs> like they have no spatial awareness. So how do you help somebody, especially because with your stretching and stuff like that, how do you help somebody get out of their mind and into their body and feel where it needs stretching, where it needs more foam rolling, and how do you help them understand which is which? Because for some people, they think, oh, my hamstrings are really tight, and then they go and stretch it, and it's just like, well, your hamstring is already overstretched, and now you're stretching it more, so how do we... How do you help somebody mind-body connect, especially if they're not even aware of their body to begin with? Yeah. Stretching and rolling over anything, and they're like, I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) Is this how it's supposed to feel? Well, I... That's so funny. (laughs) One of the things when I teach videos is I'm really big on cueing. Okay. And I've, I've heard really great feedback from members that are like, how did you know? I was turned in and I had to open. I was like, I've just seen enough bodies. I know how we default. And more than likely, my body wanted to default to that too. But the biggest thing that I say to everyone is you have to learn how to become more self-aware. And how do we do that? So um, people I'm working with that have poor posture, one of the first tips I give people is I want you to set an alarm in your phone for every 30 minutes while you're at work every 30 minutes and i just want when that alarm goes off you to go okay what am i feeling am i really rolled in i've been rolled in for some people it's like four hours and they're like oh yeah i just never changed i like i knew it was there but i just was so disconnected like every half hour i want you to just pause and go roll your shoulders and say what am i feeling because we just have to start that pattern of acknowledging what are we feeling are we feeling pain do we feel good do we feel rolled in? Do we feel fine? It doesn't matter to me what it is. It's not good or bad. It's just starting to get the wheel rolling. If you don't know what you're feeling, how do you change your posture? You can do all the stretching and the strengthening exercises in the world, and you go back to that desk and you round your back and your neck stuck out forward at the computer. It wasn't worth it because you're not connecting to your body. And I mean, doing those exercises, you'll create some self-awareness. But I want you to have that self-awareness with where you are today so you can feel the difference tomorrow. Because you can't feel and understand transformation and success if you're not self-aware of what you're feeling. I mean, that can go into any avenue of life. Yes, yes. And, yeah, self-awareness is huge, huge, huge. So how do you help somebody who, especially when it comes to, to posture and stuff, because like you said, we get going into like our routine and we're like, oh, I stretch and stuff. But then we get into our day to day. And that's when we really need to become self-aware because we're self-aware when we're on the foam roller, because if someone doesn't hurt, oh, okay. Not that when we move or we like, okay, I'm stretching a little too much, release a little bit. So how do you like how do you like besides just the alarm clock, how do you help somebody that is maybe 
trying to do it. They, 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 they tell you, they're coming like, well, I'm doing all the stuff that you're saying, but they're not seeing results. They're okay. not feeling that, that posture is changing. They're not feeling the aches go away. How do you help somebody get, because for some people it's, it, it, it's the mind shift and, and it's their awareness of like, they're not even, like you said, they're not aware of actually what's happening. So how do you help somebody who is saying they're doing all that they're supposed to be doing, but the results aren't for them. They're not showing the way that they need, that they desire them to be. That can be, that can be a hard situation because it can be really discouraging for some people. So I just did a webinar a couple of weeks ago on the biggest key to unlocking change is self-awareness. This webinar is on my membership too. And a couple of things I have people do is breathe. Because our mind to our breath helps change our brain. Yes. Move, light stretching, our mind to our body develops mind-to-body connection. And then learning when they've developed mind-to-body connection, starting to actually implement listening to their body. So once you start working on that self-awareness and you're like, okay, I've heard the alarm clock. I know my shoulders are rolled back. Hey, got it. Leave it for another half hour. Okay, I noticed my hip hurts. Got it. Now what do I do? Now it's taking the steps of, this is where the membership really helps lock people in, of, okay, my shoulder is achy and they're rounded in. What do I do to fix it? Because now I'm aware of it, but it's still there. Yes. Awareness doesn't always change the pain. It just makes you aware of the pain. So this is where I would have people log in and join Heal Your Body from Home and then go to the posture, improving posture module. And then maybe they realize, oh, I need to strengthen my back. That's why I'm rolled in. Oh, okay. And then you start to click and the pieces come together. So the self-awareness, I agree with you. It's such a great first step, but then it doesn't change. Yes. The pain you're feeling, you might just feel the pain more and then it's irritating. Like once we start to feel, then we feel more and then we're like, I didn't want to feel that. Yes. So, yeah. so it's kind Why of funny. You want me to be self-aware about this? <laughs> yes, I've I've dealt with that with life coaching. I'm like, I didn't want to be aware of my feelings. Can I just like shove those down deeper? Because now I have to deal with them, and I don't want to. And then you know, you get through it, and you get better. So that is where the membership starts to lock people into feeling better. It gives you the tools and the steps that you can do from home with minimal to no equipment to start to work through the pain that now you're self-aware of. Yes. Mm-hmm. And with all of this, it really, biz- like with your wellness, with your movement, mind, body, the breathing and all of that stuff, it really does, like you're really big on wanting to empower people. Like that's your biggest thing is empowerment. So how does all of what you do when someone's integrating what you do with them, how does that bring empowerment to them? And how do you provide empowering? Mm. I think the thing that I really like is when you kind of start to get the pieces together, you build confidence. Yes. Like when our postures, we stand up tall, and we walk up in a room or walk into a meeting and you just feel good, that you can be focused on the meeting and not the pain, that confidence just, ugh just like palpable like it's so cool so for me that's where I like to connect with my members and connect with clients and I I do have very very strict boundaries but I do tell people like reach out to me if you're at home and you don't know what to do just shoot me an email I'll answer it 
you know, if it's after 8 p.m., I probably won't answer it. I'll answer it the next day. But I don't care what time it is. Just send it. And then yep. when it's in my boundary time frame, I'll answer it. And I can help you because I think a big thing of empowerment is not letting people sit in the place of feeling stuck. Yes. So if I can help you in just answering the smallest question and all of a sudden it clicks for you, I think it's just showing up for people helps build empowerment too, you know? So I'm big on like, reach out to me, communicate with me. Like if there's things I can't help you with, I will help you find the person who can. That, that's helping them as a whole. Like if I can't do it, we're going to find you who can. If that person can't do it, we're going to find you who can because working with other people is so important too for their empowerment like I can't do it all for them but if I can help them take the steps and they do it themselves yes they get more out of it I can't do it for them and this is where I love massage but I knew I had to create something else that people had to do themselves because that's where I could start to implement more empowerment for people and I was feeling really called to want to do that so it's cool that I get the mix of of both with my massage career and my online career um, and finding that harmony between them has been really fulfilling I really enjoy that yeah mm-hmm. I want to dive deep because we all, we as coaches there we we don't always get the easiest clients right we we get people that that definitely make us have to like scratch our heads and and be like oh my mm-hmm. um how do you, for somebody that maybe is like in that stack phase, they keep coming to you, they make you a little bit of progress, and then they self-sabotage, or something comes up, life gets in the way, and then all of a sudden they're back to it. How do you help somebody that has maybe come to you multiple times with, it's not working, or I was on it, but then I fell off. How do you help somebody, imp- because they... At some points, people stop feeling like they can come to you because they're like, I, I, I failed there so many times. And as coaches, we don't, we don't want anybody to ever feel that they failed us. So how do you, as a coach, keep that non-judgmental space for your clients who are on that wheel of being stuck and then doing a little bit and then self-sabotage and then they're stuck and then self-sabotage? How do you help them so that you know, your space is always there. Mm. Usually with kindness and compassion. Like, we've all done something that it's been hard to stick with. Yes. And sometimes when people keep, you know, however you want to word it, like falling off, sometimes it's like, I need to change my approach. I need to fit where they are. Because if you want something four steps ahead where someone is and you, they need, you know, you need to meet them one step ahead and you're trying to meet them four steps ahead, you're kind of failing them. Yeah. And that's hard to like admit and feel sometimes because you want so badly for them to get better. <laughs> but the yep. other thing is sometimes I refer people out. Okay. Like, I have no issue that like if something isn't working and we can't find a solution, I just, I find you someone else. Like I've had people come to me who are like, I've had pain for years and this hurts and I'm, you know, I've tried massage and it hasn't helped or I've tried the stretching and this. And I'm like, you know what? I think the chiropractor would be a great solution for you. Why don't you go see them, start with their treatment plan and whenever you need me, I'm always here. And sometimes just giving people that push of like, I think accepting what you don't know 
is really good for those people too. So like approaching them with kindness and compassion, but also knowing if it hits a point where you can't help them anymore, or maybe what you're offering them isn't helping them, it doesn't mean you're bad at what you do. It just means there's someone else that maybe would click with them better. And when you let them free and open space in your life for someone new to come in for you to be able to help that is in your own realm. But I've helped people and referred them out, and then they come back and they're like, that was the best thing ever. I felt so much better. You're amazing. And I'm like, I just sent you to the person that I think would help. And that alone sometimes, it's such a good thing to do. It is, it is, and I want to talk about because you you mentioned something, and it and it brings brings me back to the mindset of coaches, because not all coaches, unfortunately, they're 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 in the the realm of helping people, but really it's about them. So, and you can tell, you're like, okay, there's a there's a coach that has a big ego, or it's um, how do you help? Because like you said, it's not easy for some coaches to, to refer out or to take the to take it in as like, okay, what I'm doing is not working. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, for any coaches that are listening, because you, 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 you said a huge thing right there, which is very important for people. For any coach that is listening that is maybe in that wheel with a client because of whatever, how what would you say to them to help them understand that it's okay for them to refer out or it's okay for them not to have been able to provide the results that that specific person was looking for mm, i think something that i learned from amazing woman i work with who's been a colleague now for six years and mentored me is there is no competition there is no you in anyone else you are completely unique but there is no competition And if one person could fix everyone, holy shit, they'd be busy. And they would be unhappy. (laughs) It just, it doesn't work that way. So if you're struggling to know, oh, maybe you're a personal trainer, you know, and you're like, I just really am struggling with this person. It's okay. They're probably struggling too. I mean, that happens. And you giving them and offering them solutions and referring out is helping them. Like you're offering them other solutions. And I mean, no two people are the same in any physiotherapy, chiropractor, massage, personal trainer. Goodness. I sometimes like this analogy. You went to one hairdresser. People seem to click with this one well. A lot of hairdressers have different styles. And that seems to click really well with people that, oh, this person does shortcuts. This person does long cuts. This person specializes in this kind of cut. And you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go to the one that's going to work for me. I'm not just going to pick necessarily any, any. any hairstylist. And the same with all of us. There's nothing wrong with having a specialty or not being able to help someone. You finding the person that can help them is the best thing you could do for that person. And then they'll refer people back to you because you helped them find this person. Or they might know someone who is a better match for you. And now letting go of someone that you were maybe even holding back a little bit too, you're going to get five new people because of that because you create that space. So let the ego go because there's more than enough people in this world for us to help. And it's important to find the people that you mesh with. Um, it's important for them too. 
Yes. I want to I want to flip the question because for some people they get a coach and then the coach isn't working out for them. Mm-hmm. But they don't know how to not get that. Like they don't know how to leave that coach because they feel obligated to stay. They but they're not getting anything. Like they're not feeling mm-hmm. how do you now I want you to how would you have a client maybe who is listening, somebody that's on my podcast that's listening that's like, oh my God, I got that coach. <laughs> yeah. How do you help a client break free from a coach? Because for some people, it's maybe sometimes it's their ego and sometimes it's they're unaware of, of how to leave a coach, but sometimes they're not aware that what their coach is giving is not providing them what they need. So how do you help a client remove themselves from a coach who's maybe not providing what is needed that's sometimes hard for different personalities so like in my head I would be like listen this has been really helpful you know some of the stuff there's something else I want to look into when I'm ready to come back or if I want to come back like thank you for everything you taught me I'm gonna I want to try something a little different that's not like I'm quite outspoken you know I'm an extrovert I thrive around people where someone who's maybe a little bit more introverted and shy that's that's a special part of who they are I'm not going to tell them to change that some people mm, mm, this is a hard question I think honesty is always the best I think there's different ways you can um, go into it Mm. I think at the end of the day, you gotta be honest. If something's not working, but you know, you can have kindness with honesty. Maybe saying like, "Listen, I don't think this is the best thing for me, but I yep. really appreciate what you do, and anyone I know that might benefit from what you do, I'm gonna send them to you because you've been so great." Maybe that's like a healthy disconnect <laughs> because yes. they probably have been really nice to you, but if it's just not your jam and they're not your person, it's okay. Yeah. And how they feel about it is on them. You don't yeah. have to take on, like, how someone else perceives what you say in your honesty. If they feel hurt, that is not your burden to carry. They're the professional. Mm-hmm. But always saying the, like, you know, you've been so great and I'll send anyone else your way. Sometimes that's, like, it helps throw that little, like, positive spark in there. Of, like, you've been great. But I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've been great, but not my type of thing. Yeah. 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 And that's okay. Yes. I like that. Yeah. So with your your career, you, you have mentioned um business partners and mentors and stuff. I want this in this industry it is very important, I believe, for people to have a team, to have people that they can reach out to. How important is it for you, and and where did you find your mentors and your team teammates? So when I moved to this town in Nova Scotia, um, the woman who runs the clinic that I work for has been a massage therapist. I think at the time it was like 20 to 25 years. So she really naturally started mentoring me. I was also really, really willing to learn. And I got her name from other people in my college who knew her, knowing I was moving to this town. So that connection came quite naturally. But becoming um, co-workers to colleagues to idea partners together, that took time to evolve. 
I think a lot of it was me learning who I was. We had an age gap too. And also like how we can work together. So that was really cool. And that's taken time to really figure out how we want to work together, which is exciting because sometimes that's tricky as two people can have great ideas and how do you put them together to create something that benefits everybody. So that's been really cool because I can do that in person. And then my life and business coach, I found her on Instagram. She's okay. in the States, I'm in Canada. And I started with life coaching at first. I was like, oh, you're going to help me with some fitness too. That'd be cool. And it really tailspins from life coaching. And then it shifted into business. She's an online business owner as well. So having two different people who come from two different spaces of mentorship has been really beneficial for me. Um, and then I also like to be friends with people who are also in my field that maybe we don't work together. We just bounce yep. ideas off of each other. So a little bit of a mix of a few things, but some I found in person, some I found online and just take bits from everyone. Not one person's right in every category or every section and you can kind of find your rhythm in the middle and that be perfectly okay. Yes. Mm. So I want to dive into, because you said you were still kind of trying to find that, find who you were and stuff. So as a coach, that I want to dive into that. As a coach, because like you said, you want to take bits and pieces. How does a coach develop themselves into who they desire to be? So how did you not fall into just becoming another mentor, like an, another mini version of her? And then, oh, now her. And on this, how did you take what you said, take little bits and make them you and make them yours? Because a lot of times as coaches, we don't know how to do that. And now we're a coach, but we're coached with this person's style and a random person this style. And then, and you can see that in coaches. You're like, you know, you could see that they don't have a flow of how they coach because it's just kind of just mm. pick the pattern. So how would a coach without getting so tangled up and falling short of not just, or just becoming a mixture of everybody, mm. how do you, how did you define yourself as a coach and how can somebody else do that for themselves? That's a good question. It's really interesting. I feel lucky that the mentors I've had weren't like, I'm going to mold you into this. You're going to be this. Run with it. But also, that's not my personality. Like, I'm a little bit like, you push, I'm going to push back. <laughs> but that's benefited me in some ways and not in others. Yeah. But I, I think at the end of the day, like, you can have all the mentorship, but it's implementing it in your life and feeling what feels good for you. So figuring out who you are, doing the work internally will help you find the people in your life that you're supposed to be around too. So I used to think I was going to do sports massage and rehab work and all of these different things. And I've really specialized in healthcare workers, which becomes this really broad area. And I think it's because I found the people that I really resonate with because I realized who I am and who I also kind of vibe with too. Yeah. So I think mentorship's amazing. It's also figuring out who you are as a person and what makes you really happy. Like in coaching, you might have a mentor that's like a marathon runner and you hate running, but they're you knowing about you what you like. You can take their lessons and kind of spin it into a way that works for what you're doing. Doing. 
So you can still get all of the goodness from these people because they're trying to help you, which is amazing. It's just how you implement it in your life is at the end of the day, your choice. So if you implement it exactly how they told you to and do word for word what they did, you're probably not going to be successful in it or you're going to feel it's just not working for you. So you yep. have to, it, it's, it's a little bit of personal choice of figuring out where those blocks fit for you because they're handing you the block. They're not forcing you to put them somewhere. So yeah. kind of figuring out how that fits to create like your own power. I like that. I like mm. that. I like that. They're handing you the block. They're not telling you where to put it. And, and, and I believe that a real mentor shouldn't be somebody that tells you where to put it. They might give you advice. I think this would be best of where you put it, but they're never, this is where it has to go. This is just. Yeah. So like if wanna... someone's, oh no, I was no, going to say, if someone's telling you what to do and you have to do it this way, that might be a little red Like, yes. Yeah. They're now, it's more of like a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah. Which is not, but that's not mentorship. <laughs> no, no. So I want to talk because you said, you mentioned that you would kind of, find your people you would gravitate so do you find that when you get to know your energy you will find and create the energy that is necessary for you or do you have to go find it I think it can be I think it can depend on the person so when I was developing my massage career I moved to a town I knew not a soul and I really had to work on marketing and meeting people and making connections and I think a little bit was me trying to find those people but with my online world it's a little bit of being me and showing up as me and the right people finding you so I think it depends on where you live what kind of work you're in anything that you're face to face with someone and you're in a I guess some cities might be different. I'm in a really small town. People thrive off that connection and just to see your face. Yes. But in a, in another sense, sometimes online world and you just be you and show up as you, that might be the key for your business. So it, it might be depending on who your client is, is how you, how you attract them maybe being yourself online or just being yourself in person and kind of going to some events to meet people. I think it just um, might depend on do you want in-person clients or do you want online clients online clients yes yeah so how for like for online coaching because it's i i've gotten so many dms of hey you're a coach i see try this and here's a lead magnet and here's this how do you show up online without that imposter syndrome that you feel mm -hmm. that a lot of coaches feel like oh well I, I'm not, I'm not Brendan Bouchard. I'm not this person. I'm not these people or, oh my God, I see what they're doing. How do you, how do you, like, how do you people find you? Like, how do you show up authentically online? Because a lot of people, what they see is they, they're, they're like the highlight reel. So how as a coach, can you, how do you show up online so that people are not just like, oh, there's Katie showing another highlight reel. Like, how do you show up online so that people are like, damn, this girl's real. Like, she's a real coach. That's, that's the type of coach I want. 
found online's been interesting. I really opened up my online stuff probably like a little over a year ago, and you do see the lead magnets and the click this and the click that and... We're just random DMs. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, you like this. Here, here's this. And something that my coach has been really helpful for me with is just be you. Do what you love. Show what you love. And give people free stuff. So yes, you might have to give me your email. But yeah. what I'm giving you is free. So, yeah, that one, that one can be hard that not... Fake it till you make it. You just fake it till you make it. Show up as you... Okay, maybe all of your following, maybe you have a small following. I don't have a huge following on Instagram, but I just show up as me. I give what I want to the world. I show up and send my message out there. And if you're meant to reach and it's meant to find you, they, it will. Sometimes yeah. you hear, um, you hear this and people are like, you have to post every single day. That's how yeah. you build a following. You have to post every single day. And some days it's like pulling teeth to create yeah. a post. Just don't post. Like, I've really tried to find ways to authentically show up online so it doesn't come off as phony. Yep. I know some people say pre-make posts, and that really works for some people. <clears throat> like, brainstorming ideas and having posts all pre-done. It doesn't feel really real for me, because although I might make a post about something, like, really upbeat, and if I'm having a day that I'm like, ah. And then it know. pops up. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this didn't really feel authentic today, you know? Yes. So showing up as you will get you the right people. If you show up kind of as something you aren't, you can show up with who you want to be and like really push your comfort zone a little bit. But showing up trying to mimic someone else's work, we all have seen those Instagram pages. We yeah. don't follow them for yeah. a reason. And showing bits of your life and things you love, I I love when other people do that, so I've realized I need to make sure I do that. Showing little bits of your life, it's not all business. Mm -hmm. I love those pages, so I'm like, okay, well, I need to make sure I do that, because if I love this, then, you know, just keep, keep going with it. Find the things you love and just run with them. So when you're in, so for example, say when your body, do you, would you, like for some people as a coach, because of their this, they don't post the office that like they're like I'm the the morning like morning routine. For example, a lot of people that say they have like this great morning routine, they might. But I would really like to see like I highly doubt every single one of them, as soon as that alarm goes off, they're like bang right up. Like they say that they do. Right? Like that they do like the people that are like never hit the snooze never do this i would like to see an actual morning of them like i would actually like do you really like i would love to be a fly on that wall because there's oh to me it's like uh, like i would rather somebody like somebody that says that all of a sudden the next day show me them getting up the first time that their alarm goes off but they're they're tired and they're mumbling and grumbling and you see that aspect that yeah they don't like getting up at that time either at that specific time but they do it because that's what they told themselves that they're going to do they put self-discipline in them mm -hmm. but look at how raw and real that is they're sitting there and they're hating the first five minutes of their morning oh, yeah. don't just say get up and ding and like show it don't tell yeah, it show it 
show us because and if you are the person that can get up and just bing and is extremely happy and is go 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 show that too so that other people can see that it's real and it's not just you putting it out there as a post like show me show me that sometimes you struggle but you still get up the first time it rings show me that you can get up and be great energetic and happy i want to see that i know do yourself i what i put on and what i show you is what i do do i have a morning routine kind of i don't wake up at 5 a.m i don't have kids and i don't start work before 9 30 10 so i'm not up before seven unless i just wake up yeah. so i what i show is what i am actually doing if i showed a workout i did it's because i did it yes i do try and show the sides of this is this has actually been a struggle for me and i think there's gonna be a lot of people that resonate with this of when you work with clients ever you want everyone to feel like you are having a great day because yes. your energy is contagious now i find when i get into any work whether it's online talking to people anything that i get to connect with people if i'm in a crappy mood it's probably gone in 10 minutes because i love what i do yes. but I've realized so many people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm so great. And in the background, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I, I've realized that you can be positive and be honest. Like I had a day the other day at work that I had this kind of fluttery, anxious feeling over nothing. And my client was like, oh, how are you doing? I was like, you know what? I'm kind of feeling anxious today over nothing, but I'm so happy to be at work because it really does help slip my mood. And I find when you're more honest about it, and I'm like, if I'm not honest about my feelings, how do I expect them to be? But also, you don't have to be like, I'm having a terrible day. Welcome to my clinic. Or yeah. welcome to my Zoom. I don't feel good. You can take the spin and be like, oh, you know, my shoulder's bugging me today. I was doing one of the exercises, though, that I teach you guys, and it did help. So if I'm rolling it a little bit, it's just working things out. Like, you can find the positivity that's not fake. It's real. And it makes you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's, even as a coach, anytime you walk in, it's so hard to tell someone, you're like, oh, no, no, you're good today. But yes. when you, you spin it, maybe they're like, oh, damn, I felt that way this morning, too. And I'm like, well, we're in it together, and it's going to get better. I'm, ah, you know? I, that was me, that was me yesterday. Might be a little TMI for anybody that's a guy or a girl, but I, yesterday I woke up, I'm a girl course wake up i got cramps i'm uncomfortable <laughs> i'm like oh i go downstairs i forgot we have no coffee so i'm like oh my god and i'm a coffee drinker so i'm like oh so and i'm have i have a client at 7 30 and so i'm like okay I have to, i'm gonna stop at timmy's so i get ready well then i go out and my whole car is just ice and of course like i'm not i didn't plan to go to timmy's and i didn't plan to shit <laughs> And it was, and I got crampy, and I'm like, oh my god! And just, mm -hmm. <laughs> I get to the gym, but I'm also like you. When I get into my space, like I could be miserable, but I love what I do. So generally, after a while, whatever mood I'm in goes away. But <laughs> I get there, and I'm really like my people know me as like, ah, ah, ah. and yes. my like, I'm like, oh, she's like, are you okay? I'm like yeah she just and i told her she started laughing she's like well your outfit looks like it like your outfit matches your <laughs> your outfit and i looked and i normally i have some i have some kind of color on i have 
gray and black like tights that are camo a like gray gray like i'm legit yes i am like a dark cloud from head to toe and the thing is is like i didn't really connect what i was putting on and then i looked at myself in the mirror and i was just like it really does <laughs> it really does match my outfit and I just put a positive spin on it because she was just like, well, you know, I'm not. like, it's like, you match. <laughs> and I started laughing. And I was like, it really, really does. But then it was like a couple of minutes later. And luckily I had like a winner's card from Christmas, but I was sitting there and I had some time. And because my mood was no longer grumpy, every time I looked at myself, I was like, Ugh. I went back into like, a, uh. so I went shopping. <laughs> Ah, that's amazing. I went and got myself some pants. <laughs> we needed colorful pants. Yeah, I was like, I can't, I'm no longer that mood. And I can't look at myself and and see myself in that, like, legit, like a dark gray cloud. I'm like, yeah. I'm not that mood anymore. Like, no. I'm just, I gotta, I gotta get, change. I gotta get out of it. <laughs> oh my God, we are so similar. That's how I am. Like, people laugh because I, like, skip through the room or we have stairs and I run down them and I jump at the end and they're like you have yeah. a lot of energy and I'm like I don't know where this comes from I don't drink a lot of caffeine but wherever it comes from I'm riding the wave from it yeah. but yeah. you can still feel uh, and still show up for people and I think I've only really realized that in the last like couple months honestly I feel like we have to be like pretty great and during yeah. the pandemic going back to work I had a really high spike of anxiety in my life, and then the mask is warm, the building I'm in is old, so there's a lot of heat. So I, like, had to put the fan on me sometimes just to make myself feel like, you know, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And honoring what I'm feeling, but also acknowledging that I have to show up for my clients. And I've learned lately that you can feel multiple ways and still show up for people and not make them feel bad. Yeah. about being there because you're not in the best mood and that's been a really big shift for me of like how how do you do that all together it's like literally just how you did it you're like woo, okay the day happened but here we are and the next time she's in a bad mood comes to you she'll probably feel like yep i wore all great today can you tell my day's going and there'll be a <laughs> joke and you'll just go with it but it's yep. creating that honesty that oh so it's so cool yeah, and I find because I find with us as coaches, if we can show up, like you said, I can still show up for you as you're needing, and I can still be in this kind of funk, maybe. It allows them because I know for me, there was there's been some clients where it took a really long time for them to actually open up and be like, no, actually, I'm having a bad day. Or actually, no, I'm sore. They come in, they're like, no, I'm ready to go, I'm good. And it's like, okay. And like, if you're getting, you're still kind of getting used to the client, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, no, are you really okay? And it takes a bit to like break them down. But if you show up and you're like, I'm showing up for you, I know like the way that you need it, but you know, my morning wasn't the greatest. I had yeah. this happen. It allows for them, right? It gives them that, that space of, Okay, I'm I'm safe here. I'm safe within this person's this person's space and I know that I can show up and not be in the greatest mood. But as long as I show up, they're happy. 
they, they'll work with me. They'll meet me at where I'm at because they know how to. And if I just show up fake and everything's good and I move my body and it's sore and then the next day I'm like, hey, I have to cancel my, I have to cancel my PT. And you do have that, right? People, they come in one day, they push themselves. They don't tell you that something's sore or injured or hurt. And then they just keep doing the workout. And then the next day they're like canceling on you. And you're like, is everything okay? They're like, well, yesterday... I, my shoulder, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, why didn't you tell me that yesterday? <laughs> Sometimes I think, like, happy people like you and I, we can have this thing of people think it's like, you like this all the time. And the answer is no. So yes. Sometimes it's showing people that as peppy as we can be, there is a balance. And I would never tell anyone to not be themselves because whatever you're too much of, that is what you are supposed to be. Yes. I love that. You're too loud. Girl, you go be loud. You be loud, yes. you scream your message to the world. I'm not going to ever tell you to be quiet. Yes. But for some people, they're like, are they ever quiet? And you're like, we are, but sometimes it takes really getting to know us to see that side. But also to show up for your clients and go like, you know what? Here we are today. Guess what happened? It shows them that you have that, the, the, the balancing of your personality. And it's, it's a cool way to connect with people. And through laughter, I mean, it always is fun. Yes, I I agree because I I'm with you. Like I'm I'm that person where it's like, are you always like positive? Like are you always that like energized? And I just like for me, I simply say like I I let them know like no, but I I'm also become aware like self aware of myself yeah. that I've learned that you don't just go gear headlighting everybody with your problems <laughs> because sure. that also um makes you because if somebody is not able to hold the space for you if you come in and you're like just blah and you don't know how to and somebody doesn't know how to hold that space or that energy for you or maybe they're not in that type of relationship and then now they're not receiving it the way that you desire yeah. people tend to want they're like well nobody cares Nobody cares about how I feel. And, and it's just, no, you've shared it with the wrong person. It's not that, that you, you have to find the people that are worthy of where your energies are. And I just say, no, uh, you guys just get the best of me because you bring out the best of me. But I have my people where when I'm not in my space and I'm not showing up as me, I have my people that are very desired that I know I can go to and I can just let it out and I can cry and I can ball my eyes out. It's not that I don't wouldn't want you guys to see, it's just you guys don't bring me in that energy. Yeah. Right? You guys bring this energy out of me. And then they're like, Oh, okay. It's not that I'm never that energy. It's just my I have certain people that I know hold that energy for me. And those are the people I desire to go to. Yeah. And oh. you know, it's a respect thing. Like someone's paying to come see you. Um, do you ever, do you follow Tabitha Brown on Instagram? No, but I will have to. Oh my gosh. She's amazing. She does food and positivity. And, but one of the things she says, and it's always really stuck with me is I'm not going to say it exactly how she says it. Cause I don't have her magic. Um, you, you, if you have a bad day, don't go, don't start taking it out into someone else's. Yeah. So just cause you're having a bad day doesn't mean you need to bring it into somebody else's day. And I think that's self-awareness of like yeah. you might not be feeling the best but you need to vibe with the person that's in front of you when you're the professional so any coach you can have a bad day you're totally entitled and allowed to have those days 
you don't also bring it into your client's day. And it's a little bit of like the boxes of our personality, knowing when to put something aside, but it's when to, when to deal with it at the right time. And you can joke and have those bad days, but you, it is, it, there's a bit of separation and it's, it's healthy because it's, it's important, but usually your clients do make you happy. And if they aren't, I mean, there's always going to be the odd person that maybe you don't click with as much. Yep. But that's okay. You know, yeah. figuring yeah. out what works. I always like to say with, for me, <laughs> when I'm getting in, like, when I'm getting into like a funk or whatever, I always, I always, <laughs> it, it was a Facebook meme that I saw and I just love it because it makes you flip the mind. It's like, are you having a bad day or is the day having a bad you? And I'm like, ah, because some days, days are, are set up to have a great day. Like your day, like the day, they just hand it to you. It's like, you're going to have a great day. And the way you show up is just horrible. And it's like, oh. So I always like to ask myself, like, is today's just like, and then there are days where it's just like the day's bad. It just seems like everything is just for some reason not in your flow. And you're just like, oh, my God, everything is going wrong. Things are happening. And it's just like timing, whatever. But then a lot of the time, it's just like, I am still pissed off. I'm so pissed off at the milk that I spilt on the floor this morning, but it's like five o'clock in the afternoon and I'm now putting the frustration of the milk on the floor to somebody else. <laughs> I know. But it's then then it's like, okay, why did spilling milk bother me? It's like, oh, is it wasteful? Like you got it like that's when it's like we kinda gotta dig into ourselves or what turns your mood around? Like yeah. do you have a go to thing to spark your mood? Mine is sometimes a 20-minute spin class. Sometimes mine is meditation. I'm really big on um, zooming in and zooming out with what you're doing. Like, I think I made an Instagram post on this yesterday. Of so many people get stressed because sometimes I can feel like, oh, my gosh, i got to go to work. Everyone has those days. Yep. But sometimes I have to recenter myself and be like, okay, you can help one person today. You've probably helped way more than one person because of the ripple effect. So yeah. sometimes I try and look at things. It's not a job. It's, it is a job, but sometimes shift my head of, okay, take the job part out. What are you going to do today that's going to make a difference? And how's that going to make you feel? Step into that before you get there. Because there's no point in going in with a shitty mood if you know you're going to make a difference today, like you can let go of the other stuff. And that honestly just takes practice too, though. Like, you know, the things that we get so worked up about and then they happen and you're like, oh, that actually wasn't that big of a deal. Handled that quick. It's understanding your personality of like, don't get to that place because it's helping nobody. Yes. So kind of figuring out what your impact is, where you're helping people, what you're doing. I mean, you help one person get in a solid workout, build their strength, improve their posture, improve maybe an area they were having pain. The ripple of them feeling good, them going to work, showing up the best at work because they feel good, going home, being the best family member, partner, whatever it is, to their family because they feel good from that. Like, then the people at work feel better. Family yeah. feels better. Like, the, the ripple effect could be 100 people in one day. You don't even mm -hmm. realize it. I agree. So you, you gotta like take that step back and realize, okay, this is more than just me. Yeah. For a massage, there for a massage. How 
how would you, because how would you use the energies in your body? Say, say you're feeling like you're, you're, you're showing up. How do you like, how do you use, I guess, transmute your energy to good energy to their body? Because like you said, it's connecting, you're connecting your yourself. So how do you not put the stress that you're, the stress energy maybe that you're feeling that day into their body? Cause you're trying to relax them, right? Totally. So it's like, uh, how do you channel your body so that you're not putting, you're just not transferring your stress into their stress, even though they're relaxing at that moment. For some people, they get up and then they're like, whoa. Like, it's it's crazy. Just like a hug. When you hug somebody, you're transmuting energy, right? And for some people, like, they're like, ah. And some people, they leave a hug and they're like, that felt amazing. Yeah. You energy, right? So how do you not not put into and negative not send the bad vibes um because yeah. you are you're connecting like it's not like, totally. like <laughs> sometimes it's i tend to meditate before work it helps okay. ground me um there's something really cool with massage that if you have a client that's breathing really fast like instead of like you start breathing slower and uh, sometimes they'll start breathing slower and you don't, they don't realize it. Sometimes it's reminding people to breathe. Sometimes it's just meeting them where they are. Like nothing, you know, when you're having a like day and someone's like, how's your day? Everything's great. I have to definitely control that sometimes of, okay, where are you today? And how can I help you? Like, what do you need from me today? And meeting them where they're at because if someone's feeling really stressed and I'm like, okay, this is what's going to help their body is this kind of massage. And then their mood is not balancing that. You have to find that middle point because I gotta describe this right. If someone loves deep tissue and they're having a shit day, deep tissue, their body's going to resist you because they're tense and you're making their nervous system kind of start to flutter and get too high. So you okay. need to find the balance of where their body is today and meet them there. So sometimes it's through breath. Sometimes it's doing things slowly. Sometimes it is just meeting them where they are. But how you treat a client does, it needs to be in, their mood needs to be taken into that factor. Like I like moderate massages for pressure. Um, but if I feel very overwhelmed and like my nervous system's like zinging and you give me a deep massage, I feel worse. Yeah. But I learned that through experience to help other people too. So if you're feeling like you have high stress, not a lot of people need more pain put into their life. They might need something calming, but you learn the person, you learn their body and you just do your best and you're going to learn from it. You're going to make mistakes. And maybe you're going to have to ask them a few times, does this feel good? Does this not? Like, you're going to have to figure that out. And you'll start to get there. It's, it's a little bit of fake until you make it. Practice, communicate, but listen. Yes, yes. That's that's yeah. the thing with, like, personal like personal training. When yeah. someone comes in and they have a lot of tension, like, they're they're just tension. Their, their life has a lot of tension in it. Their mind is tension, body, and everything like that putting them under a lot of tension is not good and I see that a lot of the time like oh and then they're just loading the weight on and it's like you might feel good for a little bit during that time and a little bit afterwards but then you just all you did is load your body up with more tension with what with 
when really what your body needed was just you moving in more of like an energy spurt. So like a workout for you would have been better is battle ropes and skipping and just getting the energy flowing mm-hmm. that tension moving from the body. But if you don't know that, and that's the thing, right? They're like, oh, I'm tense. And then uh, working out always makes me feel good. Going back to not being aware of your body, working out always makes me feel good. And then they go load up the weights. And then the next day they're like, oh, I'm even more tense. Like my body's even more tense. But yeah, you just loaded with a whole lot of tension yesterday. Even though I was already yeah. tense. You got to move the tension, right? I forget, so I, like I, that. I forget where I read this one day. And it was about how physical activity is a natural stressor on our body. Yes. But when we have high stress, is adding more stress going to benefit it? And it really, that article really made me think because it's like activity does help lower your stress. But when your stress is high, high stress activity doesn't usually mesh well. Like if, mm-hmm. if you are going for a heavy lift day and you're high stress, change it to the next or three days later. You're not going to derail your progress. You're going to derail your progress when you lift too heavy and then you're really sore. So finding that balance of honoring and accepting that physical activity is high stress, your stress level needs to almost be on the opposite end of the pendulum. Like, do the high stress activity when your stress levels are low, when your stress levels are high, doing the, yeah, like you said, like they can be faster energetic activities, but you know the person too, like you're going to know what's going to benefit them that day of knowing High stress and high stress do not usually end well. It usually ends in injury, soreness. The next day, you're like, no, (laughs) I can't get down the stairs. (laughs) We've all had those days. (laughs) (laughs) And they end up in my office, and you're like, okay, what did you do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was sore, and then I went and worked out, and then you're like, (laughs) Yeah. Or I've even had people that are like, oh, it started to hurt, so I just lowered the weight. I'm like, listen to your body. Lowering the weight isn't always the answer. And not every not every single form of lifting works for everyone. Your shoulder hurts doing this. You can go to someone and figure out the way it won't hurt your shoulder, but if it just doesn't work for you, let it go. Because now you're yeah. just creating more stress in that area that you can't do the things you could do. Yeah. So how would you, for like, I want to dive just quick into stress and then I only have a couple questions. So for somebody that is in your program and they're doing a lot of stress and now they've they started doing the stretching, the posture and stuff like that, but it's their stress in their mind that is still kind of there. Mm-hmm. How do you bring that, how do you implement that part into your, into your membership, into your program? So this is what's coming next for me. So I have the membership. Next, I am launching a four-week Zoom series that's outside of the membership, and it's going to be for stress relief from mind to movement. So I'm starting this um, April 23rd, I believe, and it's going to be every Friday for about 40 minutes to an hour. Um, So my first one's almost full which is really exciting. If this stuff interests you, message me, because I might have to do another another round of this, which is exciting. And I really like for people, sometimes it's just understanding stress makes it not feel so stressful. So I'm, I, I want to help people with how our mind to our body feels stress, how our mindset to our breath affects stress, how burnout is a cycle, and we actually have to make effort to end it or it won't end. And then implementing stretch work. 
stretch work focusing on that. So if we're working on mind to body, working on stretches that help our mind to our body ease stress. If we're working on mind to breath, working through stretches that we move with the breath. Those type of things I find make a really big difference for people, but it is the mindset shift and the self-awareness of what those things feel like that go a long way. So that's what I'm going to do in this four-week series starting. So I'm excited about that one because I do want to help people more in that way. Yes, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Where can my listeners... I only have a couple more questions. This is the last one. Where can my listeners find you? Find any of your project? Find your membership? Yeah. Uh, Instagram's the best, at Kate Skinner Wellness. It's at Kate Skinner Wellness on Facebook as well. And there's the links to my membership, anything that I'm marketing, promoting, different things that I'm doing. It's all usually on those two pages. And from there, you can kind of find some of the free stuff that I offer and different things there. But at Kate Skinner Wellness is where you'll find it. Perfect. Before I ask my last question, I do want to say thank you one more time. I've enjoyed our conversation. I could keep going and chatting. I love laughing with people. So I love when there's laughing involved in conversations. And I appreciate what you do. I want to say thank you for the impact that you are doing in the world. It truly is making the world a better place by making each individual more empowered, more into themselves and just moving and feeling their best so I appreciate what you do keep doing what you're doing because yeah it's just it's making the world a whole whole lot better thank you so much that means so much to hear I've loved this chat this one's been super fun so if you ever want me back you just tell me and we'll chit chat some more a hundred percent a hundred percent my final question for you is what is your perspective on positivity Positivity is really neat because right now there can be a lot of negativity with positivity. So I found that really interesting because I love positivity, but sometimes there's, it's not healthy. And then other times it's really great. So I like positivity in a way of optimism, not positivity in a way of shutting out our other people. So I mean that of like positivity in a way of like, you know what, I'm not having the best day. I know tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to show up for myself. What is one thing I can do for myself today to just try and make my day a little better? Versus positivity and negative positivity where it's like, oh, this isn't good. Oh, but it could be worse. Someone has it worse than you. And you're like, ooh, that just totally negated what they were feeling. So positivity with optimism instead of positivity with like shutting down what you were feeling and the comparison act you know yes Mm -hmm. i haven't had anybody say that oh really yeah i like that that is Mm -hmm. yeah and that's like and you probably like me like as coaches especially like we're always positive it's like we you can feel when somebody has that that uh, that idea of us that like some of our positivity has to be fake (laughs) yeah. <laughs> like that's not though be positive like that and it's just like no we we are like for i always like for for me like i generally i'm generally a happy person like for me for me being happy i just have to wake up my eye like i just have to open my eyes and i'm happy like i'm just so there was a couple of things where it's like are you happy it's like i like to take people from are you happy to are you fulfilled because you can be happy but very unfulfilled Right. And so that's where I had to learn the difference because 
I could be doing the same thing every day and still be happy because why? I'm just alive. So that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I resonate with that one a lot. And, you know, I, when we are so positive of people, like I've had people come in my office and like, oh, this doesn't feel good, but it could be worse. I could have this, this or that. And I'm like, hold up. What are you feeling? We're going to honor what you're feeling. I don't care if things could be worse. They're not right now. So let's just yeah. look at today and let's make improvements from this. Let's not compare it to what someone else's worse is because that's, that's negative positivity, right? Yeah. That's where we make, that's where we shut down our feelings and say, let's just put a happy face stamp on it. That's yeah. the positivity that's dangerous. Yes. Where if you say, okay, this is what you're feeling, accept what you're feeling, honor what you're feeling, and let's try and make a little bit of a shift. That's the, um, the uplifting part, right? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. And I find with any, I find just kind of switching your, the, the narrative, like being able to find like, what am I saying to myself? Because a lot of time we're having like negative thoughts, right? So like, mm. how can I just kind of even just interrupt one of my negative thoughts? Mm-hmm. um and and put a positive one in there right so like what are you what are you thinking right now and and trying to discover why like why are you feeling like especially when someone like why are you feeling that way i even ask myself that like and that's why oh, yeah. i i feel my emotions but that's the thing i and i tell people i believe i'm this positive and i can be this positive all the time because when other emotions do arise I feel them just as much as I do this so that it allows me to feel this much in this state. When I deny this, I always tell people, when you deny the dark, you are not fully able to see and embrace the light. Like you can't. Yes, I love that. You have to embrace both at its full capacity in order to get the other one at its full capacity. So that's that's what I always tell people. I'm able to do this because when I'm sad or I'm in a, in a mood, I honor it. Exactly. I ask myself, like, what am I thinking? Is this true? Like, is this real? Is this fact? Cause, or am I just making something up in my head? Totally. I'm making, I created a story about something, right? And so that, and then that just ripples on. So I always just ask, like, is this true? Is this real? Mm-hmm. And so for some people, you just have to feel it. Like, trying to put a different emotion there is not going to fix it. And sometimes you just need to feel it. And for some people, they just need to have a day where they're just sad all day. And that's okay. It's okay to be sad all day. Maybe that's your energy needing to just express express it for the day because every other time you came sad, you denied it. And And then it keeps coming back. All day. It keeps coming back. My coach said to me once, because I when you're going through personal development and growth and things are changing, it's like the highs are highs and the lows feel low. The brighter the sun, the darker the day, right? Or the brighter the sun, sometimes the dark moments feel extra dark because you're feeling things more deeply. And, you know, she was saying, when you feel the highs, celebrate them. When you feel the lows, embrace them and find the lesson. And I was like, oh, because sometimes my lows, for me, a big low that I can go through is when I feel like I don't know what's next. I've gotten through the celebration of what I've just done, and now I'm like, okay, now what? And I need to remember when that feeling shows up, it's usually my mind saying, okay, embrace the slowness. Like, what's the lesson in waiting on the what's next? It's honoring the slow periods between because there's still moments of growth. But, yeah, we all all just feel so differently. It's it's accepting your feelings at the end of the day. I love it. I love it. 
Well, thank you so very much for joining me. I'm so excited and I'll definitely have to have you on again because I just yeah. love chatting with you. It was great. It was great. So thank you so much. Thank you. I've loved doing this. This is so fun. So we'll chat again soon. A hundred percent. Wow, wow, wow. I had an absolute joy talking with Kate. Her whole person approach for coaching is truly remarkable and something that all coaches, I believe, start to need to do because that is where the real transformation, the real change happens because we are a whole person. We are not just one part of our health. Our health is intertwined within every single part of us. And I absolutely love that Kate works within all aspects of your health. She is fantastic. And I'm so glad that you guys got to hear her story. Go check her out. If you guys liked this episode, please let us know by tagging us in the socials. On Instagram, it's at Kate Skinner Wellness and at Spark Plug Wellness. And for Facebook, it's Kate Skinner and Candace Axford. Please also rate and review the podcast. It truly does help get the value of my list, uh, my guest out to more listeners. And it lets me know that I am on the right track. It is now time to go out and do something positive and be positive.